Howdy, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. I know I can speak for myself, which I'm about to do, and this is what I'm going to say for myself. I am thoroughly excited to share with you today some of my favorite childhood movies, as well as some of the movies that we plan on showing to our children. As you know, we are screen-free in our normal life. However, maybe once every two months, we do a family movie night. And so we do have a running list of the movies that we are going to watch with our children. And then we're also going to share some of the movies that have impacted our lives as adults that we may or may not show to our children. Either way, we're excited to talk about the whys and the what's and what have you. So thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoy today's episode, please give it a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube or even subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening on any listening platform like Spotify or iTunes or what have you, then please take a moment to go leave a rating or a review. That that means so much to us and it also helps our podcast reach more people. That's it. Let's get this thing going. The Now That We're a Family Podcast. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Depending on what time you are listening to this, you're going to be hearing our morning voices because, okay, this is kind of crazy. Yesterday, we were going to do something different and record in the morning. Hmm. And so, like before the kids got up, you know, it makes a lot of sense. So we got up at four in the morning so we wouldn't look sleepy. And then that whole episode was a dumpster fire. (laughs) And so we scrapped it. And now we are coming in and got up super early this morning and my body is like revolting against me. It's like, I'm, I don't want to do this two days in a row. I'm happy to be here, but my face is, my face is not. (laughs) Yeah. I do think we, this is the earliest we've ever recorded a podcast. I do think before we started doing video, we would do some morning podcasts here and there because it was just easier to get away with it. But introducing the video element into our podcast has made it more challenging for morning episodes. I mean, you look beautiful. You always look beautiful. But I will say this. You looked a little bit more awake yesterday morning when we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> you do now. Uh, oh, my word. I feel like I can feel my face like puffy now. Anyways, um, we're happy to be here. We're talking about movies. It's a cozy, comfy ep- episode anyways. So it's nothing like waking up at Oh, dark 30, as my dad would say, to talk about movies. Yeah, which is kind of a fun thing to talk about. Obviously, people have, I don't know if this is obvious or not, but I'll say it. People have been asking us for some time now movie for movie recommendations, and which is one of the scariest things to do. Recommending movies, the, the amount of either courage or audacity you have to have in order to recommend a movie to a Christian family is great. And so therefore we've refrained from recommending movies. Yeah. <laughs> to anyone. It's true. Our uh brother-in-law, Adam, you know who you are. He is gutsy and he consistently recommends movies despite what the uh flack is going to be at the end of the movie. That's a good point. And he does it for the whole family. He does. Like it. And someone's got to do it because if everyone's together for a family reunion and someone requests a movie night, Someone's got to, you know, suggest the movie. Yes. It's never us. Yes. That is pretty, 
inspirational that he's self-selected himself for that role of being the movie selector because like i said it takes a lot of courage and yeah it's not going to be me recommending the movie for the whole group (laughs) so when we were when we were thinking about okay what are movies we would like to show to our kids it was kind of funny Mm. when we talked about it because we've both seen a lot of movies in our lives i don't know what a lot quantifies as but I've wasted too much time watching movies, so I'm going to say it's a lot. And I say wasted because when we actually were talking about, okay, what movies really stuck out to us? What movies have really changed us? What movies are we like, okay, our kids need to see this. We had two categories. The the biggest one was movies from our childhood. Mm-hmm. And then I had two other movies on the list and both were departures from what we usually watch Hmm. like one was a sci-fi movie and i don't even enjoy sci-fi but it brought up interesting points in my mind and we had good conversations about it and the other one was a movie that's like really really violent and i don't like violent movies Hmm. and but because of the plot line it just i don't know really changed my life yeah and um we talked about it on yesterday's episode and we won't be talking about it in today's episode. <laughs> so you can just, sticking with our theme of not recommending movies, so you can just wonder forever what that is. But um, but then the rest of them, like all the, you know, the spy movie category or like CIA agent plot, which is fun. You know, you sit down, you enjoy it, you know what you're going to get. Have those impacted our lives in any way no would we care if our kids watched one or 20 of them like no if you've seen one you've kind of seen them all yeah i i agree with you in that we're not going to be proactively like showing our kids a lot of those movies but i don't even think i don't think i'd go as far as saying uh they were a waste of time because i do think for the most part we knew exactly what we were doing when we were watching those movies and they served the purpose we wanted them to serve yeah it was an enjoyable like date night yeah you're like, we're not looking for a life transformation right now. We're, the kids are in bed. Let's let's watch something fun. And it was enjoyable for the hour and a half or the two hours that we watched it. And then, like you said, it didn't change our life that much, but it was enjoyable for those two hours. So I don't I don't think it was like, yeah, oh, what were we waste. thinking? I think it, I think we knew exactly what we were thinking with a lot of those movies. It was just like a wash, essentially. And that like, okay, it was, it was straight up entertainment, but yes. not really thought provoking, not really anything aside from, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of movies I think Enjoyable. are, the good ones anyways, almost are, it's like work to watch them. And I think that oftentimes you want some of the, those, you know, low hanging fruit rom-coms or spy thrillers just because you're like, you know what? I don't want to think too much. Like I don't want to have to yeah. think through I mean, you should never turn your brain off fully, you know, when, when you watch a movie, cause obviously they're going to be trying to teach you something and, and communicate something to you. There's always going to be an, an agenda in, in a film. So it's not like you should ever turn your brain off, but some are, are, um, are a lot more point. Some, some are a lot more pointed and like obvious and what the messaging is. And you can just kind of enjoy it for what, for what the fun of it is, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You mentioned rom-coms. We have gone through like the nineties rom-coms i feel like that's our era for those i feel like a lot of the more modern ones aren't worth 
not worth it. That was what was interesting when we talked about what we would show our kids. Because basically, we started the conversation like, what are some of your all-time favorite movies? Or something along those lines. And it was really revealing because we instantly went to the movies we grew up with and mm-hmm. that we've watched multiple times and that we plan on showing our kids. And then when it came to movies we've that are that have been made in like the last ten or twenty years, we were like, I don't I don't know. Like we've enjoyed some movies in that time frame, but I don't know if it's because they haven't yet stood the test of time. And so you're not sure as to the the lasting impact of their message and of their quality. Uh, or if it's because they're they've they run together. But it was pretty, it was pretty easy to start listing off movies that we grew up watching. We're like, yeah, we're definitely going to show that one to our kids. Uh, but then when it came to movies we've seen as adults, it's like, well, I don't. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. So we're just going to jump into this list. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, I'll start. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first movie I ever watched as a as a human being was The Sound of Music. And I certainly plan on showing that one to my children. And I'm actually, we already have, and it was awesome. It was last year. And I was, I was moved more than I had ever been moved in watching that movie. And our, our kids loved it. Again, I know that's considered a classic and it's for good reason. And I know there's some criticism because it's a departure from the true story. But if you just take it for being a movie like this, like the way they tell the story in the movie, like, wow, this is this is really great. And I think this most recent time that I watched it, I think you and I were talking about this recently. Uh, you start to there's so many things you you, you don't notice as a kid, right? Like mm-hmm. Captain Von, Von Trapp as you, the way you view him as a kid is just like a, a, a grouchy dad, you know, the furrow brow yeah. dad that's no fun at all. And, and certainly that's a, that's kind of a part of his persona, you know, is that he's the strict, um, you know, kind of legalist. But when I watched it this time, especially by the end, my admiration for that guy was, was through the roof and the way, and, and then something else that was really cool is like Maria is a firecracker and she's, she, she is her character, but I, I was blown away with how she was able to be a firecracker and be so respectful to the captain almost the entire time. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think she was like ever proactively undermining his authority. She would like do things that she thought were a good idea. And then when he'd shut it down, she'd be like, okay. And then she'd think of something else that she thought was a good idea. I don't recall her ever like proactively undermining the authority that he had over his home, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I know. I think she kind of tiptoes around it. But I do, like, I like how she speaks her mind. She lets him know it, like, she thinks when she's addressing him and upset. But, yeah, she's always really supportive of the kids admiring their dad and sticks up for him. Yes. Even when they're, like, what is his deal? And she feels the same way. Yeah, it was thought-provoking, too, because, like I said, even though by the end I really admire the captain and I relate so much with Uncle... uh, Max, that's name, Uncle Max. You relate with Uncle Max? Well, because of some things he, Mike, in a, I mean, that's an admission. Like, I could see myself saying things that he said in, in years past where, um, well, not the line where he's like, I love rich people. I love the way they live. I love the way I live when I'm with them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that line for sure. But I think it's when Captain Von Trapp gets the letter from uh, the Nazi regime, just the, his orders to report somewhere for service. Mm-hmm. And 
up until this point, you could you could feel, and this is why it was interesting. You could so relate to that, like, wow, let's just kind of tiptoe around this, try to put our heads down and live our quiet life, mm-hmm. while there's this, you know, annex of the, the this happening by this Nazi re- regime. And and on one hand, you could be like, well, what were they? That's not admirable at all. And and obviously, retrospectively, you're like, yeah, that's not admirable. Uh, again, I think it's easy to believe too that they weren't really aware of the evils and the depths of 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 the Nazi regime. Yeah, it's so easy to look back at history yes. and be like, why didn't they do something sooner? Why weren't they more aggressive uh, in confronting this evil? But then, I mean, someone could easily say that of us. And no doubt. 100 years or 50 years or 20 years. I mean, you really don't know who the next tyrant is going to be. And if they're coming in subtly, you know, each, every government around the world has some form of corruption. I'm yes. so grateful for America. But obviously that's present in our government as well. And, you know, who would, would people say that of us in 20 years? Like, oh, why didn't they stand up sooner before, you know, it was too late? Yes. And that's what I was getting to when I related with Uncle Max when I think he got it, when the captain got his letter. His Uncle Max, basically his advice was, was like, hey, like, this is what I took from it anyways. Like, we've got a good life here. Let's just kind of put our heads down. Kind of let's go along with this mm-hmm. so that we can keep our comfortable life here, which they had an awesome life. I mean, that house was sweet. Clearly he was successful uh, yeah. on on levels because he they had an awesome life. And and yet at that was like the final, you know, that was the nail in the coffin for the captain where he's like, nope, I'm out. I'm not doing this. And he fled and he prioritized his family, which I respect. You know, it's like well, he should have stayed and fought. But I do think that was a cool move protecting his family. Um, and getting out, obviously. Um, and again, this was another thing. It's like, I don't think people, you know, at that point, it's not like they were aware of Auschwitz or the various concentration camps, yeah. you know, they, and they knew the evil of it. They, they were just kind of like, man, this isn't totally aligned with our values, what's going on. So that's why I related with that whole scenario. Cause you're like, man, I could so see being that guy. And, and the, you, you have this evil government taking over and forcing their values on you, hanging their flags. They're coming to your dinner parties. You're sharing, you're sharing, you're, 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 you're in the same social circles and they're, they're wanting you to come over and kind of, uh, champion their cause. And you're like, I don't think so, but they, but they're still working on you and, and you're, and you're just trying to quietly do your own thing. And then you get to a point where you're like, oh, wait a second. What have, what have I been, I've been blind this whole time. So that's why it was really convicting this most recent time watching it. That's awesome. Yeah. Obviously that's a childhood favorite of mine too. Love all the singing in that. And we really like slow movies. Election, I still enjoy slow movies. And there's something that we really want to, we don't want to, I guess, speed up the appetite of our children at a young age. We would love if like us, like I watched my first PG-13 movie when I was 18 years old Hmm. and it was a huge deal and it was the Bourne series, um, which was really special. My uncle got to show those to me and, or I got to see them with him and he's a movie buff. He knows about all kinds of things with movies and he gets storylines and meanings and like the deeper meanings that just go like right over my head with film. And so it was really fun to see those with him and he just made it such a special evening. But I say all that to say, I really feel like having that appetite 
to, you know, high production movies or good action, good acting or action or all of those things, you don't have to try to appreciate that stuff later on. Hmm. And so we aren't in a rush to introduce our kids to maybe movies that have shaped culture or um, just really high, highly produced movies because right now they're so content with, you know, the girl singing the song in the Abbey that's 15 minutes long yeah, and all the dialogue that's not quippy or quotey and you know the explosion is there's no blood it's Mm -hmm. all fake you know and I just think that there's something really sweet in that if we can slow down their appetites to you know craving bigger and better yes because that just comes naturally with time we kind of get desensitized to violence to production to so many different things and there's only so many good movies out there. And so I'd rather them just continue to be able to be selective as they get older instead of feeling like, Oh, I have all these cravings for a really good movie. And so I'm going to watch this one and there's all this stuff in it, but I want it for the entertainment value. Sure. Yeah. I just in witnessing what a what humans, but you can see it in kids sometimes more obviously, but it's, it goes for all the, all humans. What we're naturally drawn to isn't always, it's not always bad, but it's usually not the healthiest thing for us. And when you think of what's probably healthiest from a nutrition standpoint, from a content consumption with media and and with reading, it's a, it's more challenging. It's just, it's more challenging to consume. And so we'd rather teach our kids in the more challenging areas early on before they've got a ton of expectations for their for their media consumption because i do think that is challenging if you if you start it's like starting your kid with junk food and then as they're older trying to get them to eat nutritiously dense food and healthy organic food um and working backwards like that and so i so i'm with you it's not that they can never watch like you said some of these more you know culturally popular movies that are I don't know what a word is for it, but just like easier to enjoy. Just yeah, like, it's just, just highly like, palatable. Yes, films. exactly. Exactly. Uh, whether it's because of the production quality or the storyline um, and the things that you mentioned, just explosions and quippy lines and fast moving, just fast moving movies. Yeah, fast um, moving plots. Yeah. Uh, and not all those are bad. Like some of those yeah, are, no. you know, good movies, but you don't have to like try to enjoy it. You don't have to try to sit through and focus. Whereas, like you said, some of these slower ones, it is teaching you patience um, and actually engaging your mind a lot or more. Or even, I mean, I feel like any of the movies we show our kids, it's not teaching them patience. It's actually super enjoyable for them right now. Yes. You know what I mean? It you're, doesn't you're, take exactly. a lot to entertain them right now. Yes. But I think that our level of what it takes to entertain us is, you know, attention spans are getting shorter. We need faster bigger stuff and so i just want to like slow down that yeah like i want them to be able to enjoy the slow things yes and i do think because elisha and i that was both of our childhoods growing up our was entertainment was few and far between in Mm. the online or i guess not online but just digital yeah digital space we still can enjoy really old movies, oh, yeah. black and white movies and the long musicals and stuff like that. And I, enjoy, I, I'm appreciative of that. So for that reason, all these movies that we mentioned, we don't show our kids animated 
films. Mm -hmm. And even if they're good, and I, I feel like a lot of animated films are written for adults in mind. So there's crude, hum <laughs> crude humor in there and stuff that, yeah, maybe is going over the kids' heads, but we don't want them repeating. Uh, but then also, it's just really high action and fast paced. Yes. Anyways, okay, so that said, my favorite movie of all time growing up was Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Oh, nice. First. That was my first. Your first favorite. favorite. Movie up, okay. You probably thought it was something else. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but there were eight girls in my family, but seven of us for a while until our baby sister Cordy was born. And so it was kind of fun. We didn't have the seven brothers part, but we liked being the seven brides. Mm. And I think that was just fun for us to think of and it's just such a heartwarming again it's a musical it's fun you could say that it's so messed up because it really is everything in that movie if you haven't seen it it's not like the most popular movie out there but I highly recommend you watch it uh, it's so much fun you have everything from the husband the oldest brother going in and basically gets a wife to help cook and clean and manage I'm not going to wreck it for you, but a lot. Yeah. He goes to town to get a wife. He's fixing, <laughs> fixing to get a wife. Yeah. Bless her beautiful hide mm. is the song. And it's just pretty funny. Mm. Definitely not politically correct. And then you have all the other brothers who go and kidnap their wives. Mm. So it's a mess, but it's pretty awesome along the way. And I really respect Millie. She is the lead character, the lead wife. And I just... Respect the way that she was so mistreated, but she just makes the best of the situation. And she does that over and over and over. And you just really respect her. Yeah. If there is a character to respect in that movie, it would be Millie. And I don't think anyone else. Definitely not Adam. <laughs> that guy, He never fully redeems himself. No, he doesn't. Like by the skin of his teeth, you don't hate him in the end. Yeah, maybe you don't completely hate him, but you don't ever admire the guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that's a little frustrating, I think, as as wanting that guy to like have more of a, you know, return to, I don't know, just a, more of a redemption story, but he doesn't ever get there, um, which is unfortunate. But oh, man, same. I'm with you, Katie, babe. That was a childhood favorite. And then in seeing it as an adult, it's it is bizarre how you're like, oh, wow, this is so politically uh, incorrect. And it's such a funny theme because it's, it's such an innocent movie and it's yeah. so wholesome. But then when you think of what's actually happening as an adult, you're like, this is crazy. This is messed up. <laughs> uh, and then I watched it as an adult too. I couldn't believe how, yeah, Millie's response to everything was so admirable and inspirational. Yeah. And Adam was just lame the whole time. Yeah. She has every reason to pout and be a victim and she just makes the best of the situation she does what she can and so i guess that's why the main character picked her for his wife yeah it's fun that your siblings right now are are getting ready to do oh, a play right. of the seven brides or seven brothers yes so my youngest brother bentley he gets to act out gideon which is the youngest brother out of the seven brothers and he has all the good lines he is funny and you like that guy yes so. I'm, I mean, I like my brother and I like the character, so yeah. I'm really excited for him to play that role. Me too. We're hoping to get over and watch it and bend because it's supposedly going to be a really quality production, so we're excited. <laughs> okay. So your turn. My turn? Well, I don't want to steal one of yours. Okay. 
So do you want to go again? Nope. Nope. Are you, you sure? Can steal it. It's mine. Okay. The happiest millionaire. I knew. See, we knew that was coming next. Yeah, we knew it was coming We both up. knew it was coming And next. this is one that actually was not a childhood movie for me. You introduced, your family introduced this to me when we were dating. And it was so fun to watch. You know how it is when you watch a longtime family favorite with that family and like you haven't seen it and they're quoting all the lines as it's going. It can either be annoying, but with in this or, or it could be entertaining in this situation. It, it was, it was entertaining because there are so the Mr. Biddle is a combination of your dad and your grandpa. And yeah. we were watching it with your dad and your grandpa was there as well. And that was the most comical part for me was everything that that man said in the movie I've heard your father say verbatim or your grandfather say verbatim. It's like they, they learned so many of their, well, I don't know if they learned it from that, but like so many, so much of their vernacular and like their mantras, I feel like were derived from that movie, which is kind of fun. Yeah. And just their mannerisms, uh, the way they both are these forces of nature in and of themselves, but then heavily rely on their wives Mm -hmm. and have these sides of them that are kind of ADD and sporadic. Yes. And, just yeah anyways you really you really respect the dad and i think that's obviously something that i have a lot of respect for my grandpa and my father but then they just have these comical off the wall moments where you're like are you serious right now like you're insane so it's maybe a little um oh what is the word i'm thinking of it's eccentric oh okay the movie is well yeah the movie's eccentric and i feel like there's my dad and grandpa can verge on being oh sure kind of eccentric i think it was fun for me because obviously a big part of the movie is her bringing the the guy home you know the meeting and this was when i love story and this was when we you know i was coming to the family and so that was you know the the elephant in the room obviously as we're watching this like i i am that i'm in i'm in that guy's position you know as he's coming to the home it's the oldest daughter and the dad's having a hard time letting her go and this guy comes in and he's just not stoked about the guy and putting him through his paces. I mean, you weren't a mama's boy like Angers, but it is, yeah, I, I highly recommend that one. Again, it's slow, it's a musical, but it's just so entertaining. And the family relationships are fantastic between the siblings, the mom and the dad, the parents and children, and... That's something we look for in a movie are those themes because something can be rated G and totally be undermining the family culture, totally be be undermining just the values that we want to put into our children. And when we think of anything our children are consuming, we're thinking about, okay, what are the ideas that they are cultivating from this? Are they getting fresh new ideas that are inspirational, that are Uh, shaping their moral character that are giving them vision for the future or are these ideas corrupting them and corroding them or just totally zapping their brains and there's no idea in this film yeah exactly (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah a lot of stupidity in children's media yeah and that's a good point katie when you think of what would be maybe labeled christian media or what christian movies uh are oftentimes we those are the ones we're the most like leery of. Like we're, we're not going to bring those into our homes oftentimes because one, the theology is weird, you know, and it's like on the nose, you're kind of like, I don't, that's not even Christianity. I don't think, but they're 
throwing some Bible verses in or, or saying some prayers. Just more like morality. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and then too, a lot of times in the course of telling the story there in, in so-called Christian movies, it is, they are extremely fem, fem, they're, uh, they're pr- promoting the feminist agenda, you mm-hmm. know, like they're st- strongly feminist. The kids are extremely disrespectful oftentimes. And, and the, they'll, they'll, uh, and then the, they, they take the authority away from the parents oftentimes too, you know, they'll, they'll pass it off to the teachers or to their youth pastor or to the pastor and say, well, you know, we can't handle that. And it encourages this kind of work around that the, it encourages the children to like do a work around around their parents. And those are things that are just detrimental to uh to a health to a family that's mm-hmm. not going to go well for a family if your kids even in watching what's labeled a christian movie where there's you know no swearing and there's no cleavage and there's no violence but the messaging is counterproductive to the home i'm more scared of those movies than movies that would be considered you know not christian maybe there's a couple bad words that we have to you know bleep out but the narrative is affirming to the values that we care about. It's affirming to our home um, and to the to the various things we're pursuing with our with our family. Yeah. So if I was gonna go, since I'm gonna go. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm actually curious. Are these Disney? These are. I think these are Disney. But there's a whole lump of movies that I really like. Okay. And they're all Haley Mills films. Nice. And so the old parent trap, yeah. that's Disney, right? Yeah. Haley Mills is, yeah. Uh, so fantastic. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> we go and we share all that. And then I share a movie where there's a divorced couple and the girls are working around their parents yeah. to manipulate them. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Probably wasn't the best timing to mention that movie. But hey, but that one does put a high, high price on. That one does value marriage. It does. Cool. It does yeah. value marriage. And obviously what the girls are working for is an ideal goal so it's probably even more detrimental <laughs> because if you can justify your motive then it's worth go- worth going behind your parents back no. <laughs> but i that movie is so fun to watch the kids love watching it we love watching it elisha told me i remind him of the crazy wife yes <laughs> I forget not the crazy wife the I forget her name but his his actual wife yeah yeah his actual wife he's like you do all this stuff yeah anyways but it's fun to watch yeah (laughs) I I loved that movie growing up too and it was actually pretty fun a couple years ago watching that with the kiddos and I, I don't know with so many things in life being able to do things again with your children is a thousand times better than the first time you ever did it, yeah. whether that's going on a, a hike or going, learning to ski or whatever. Um, and that's how I felt with that movie. I was like, this is a, this is a blast. And I think that one's great. I, I think that one's like great acting. I love all the, I love the cast in that one. Um, and, and Haley Mills is just like, a, she's a likable character. She's and, adorable. She's fun. She's kind of quirky. Mm-hmm. She's cute. Yes. She's she's just fantastic. So anyways, and and I love the girls, you know, Haley Mel's attitude in this one, how she's presented versus the modern one with what's her name? The Lindsay redhead. Lohan. Yeah, we weren't allowed to watch that one growing up. And I think I saw it when I was like 16 and I'm like this girl's a brat, you know. Yeah. We don't want our kids picking up bratty behavior or thinking this little preteen attitude thinks cute. So yes. Haley Mel's is just 
good wholesome fun and then i also love her movies um pollyanna classic oh that is a great movie super slow but awesome yeah it's just yeah i mean one of our arguments stemmed from elisha calling me that it's like you need to stop being such a pollyanna this is when we were dating yeah this is very early on in our dating relationship yeah since then i've become more of a debbie downer so he likes that <laughs> i'm totally teasing <laughs> and then uh that darn cat i also love that darn cat that one's more of a she's older it's a little bit it's got a little romantic flair in there yeah she's kind of a weird boyfriend in there yeah that one's a, a more quirky kind of just fun but it's fun yeah i don't know i they're all good, clean movies. Just seems like fun. Yeah. I can stand behind. So, anyways, I know it's going to be a good time if we watch one. Yes, of those. I, I agree. I agree. Those are fun. Nice. Good. Th those put a smile on my face remembering each one of those. So I stand by those with you. Uh, okay, I'll say another one. The Disney version of the Swiss Family Robinson. That is great. I mean, that, that is. On my is, list too. is that right? Oh yeah. Good just one. as a little boy, that is the old. That really is the ultimate adventure movie. Uh, and it took me, it, it was, it blew my mind that it was not historically accurate, that it was actually not a historical <laughs> story. Uh, but it was everything that you could, that you could want to sit and fantasize about as a little boy. I, I think with the tree for being attacked, like living off of the land. Uh, and so that was just so much fun. And, and I will say, I, I like the family dynamic in there. It's not, it's not oh, perfect, yeah, but great. but I, I do think it's just cool to see their family culture and the band together. Um, and so that's one I'll definitely show to my kids. Um, and it's one that I, I thoroughly enjoy. And I think it's just a great, that's a great movie. <laughs> that's a great movie. I feel like the husband and wife's dynamic is really great in that there's some realistic moments. And... But ultimately, they're just really a team. Yes. And I love how the dad goes out of his way to make it a good experience for the mom. Mm. And obviously, the youngest son is a brat. Yeah. So that's unideal. It is. He gets away with anything. And everything. Yeah. And yeah. so you, depending on how susceptible your kids are, like when we were growing up, we weren't allowed to watch Shirley Temple. And as an adult... She's cute and she's sassy and all these things. But, you know, my mom's raising six girls at the time and we started thinking it was cute to be sassy. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, Nick's on any Shirley Temple films. Yeah. Which are getting like G-rated movies. They're totally great. But um, so we want to be careful of that whenever we're seeing movies with that kid in them. He's also an old yeller. Yeah. Um, and so is Ernst. I don't even know their real names. Wow. They must have just... They're... And so is the mom, I think. I'm pretty sure the mom is the exact same mom. I thought it's an old yeller. I thought it was the... Um, I thought it was the um, Little House on the Prairie mom. No. Yeah. She's years later. Oh. Okay. No. No. It's the exact same family. Except wow. for the dad. Okay. Uh, well, and they had a good thing going. So yeah, just... they did. You know, just roll with it. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, I think with our boys, it's a fun adventure story. And I think it really ties into the heart of what we want as humans, which is just this, I mean, they take dominion of the land. Mm -hmm. And you see, they come to this totally, they they make something out of nothing. Yeah. And and also, I love the concept of like defending. And oh, we've yeah. seen a couple of remakes of Swiss Family Robinson, and no one does it as good. Like, no. They just don't. Yeah. And that was fun because my mom read that book to us out loud growing up. Um, 
Yeah, because yeah, I was trying. I'm not. Am I I'm trying to see if I'm getting confused with Robinson Crusoe? But because it was a book, right? Swiss Family Robinson's yeah, a book, yeah. and then yeah. So my mom read that out loud to us, and this was before we watched the movie. But I still thoroughly enjoyed the movie. You know, how oftentimes when you read a book and you watch the movie, it's a big time letdown. That's not how it was for me growing up. Um, and Katie, I think you you brought up a great point, just with the attitudes that are communicated, and, and even thinking that through. It I, th- I think is so important as parents to verbalize this in in real time, just to say, "Oh, he's being naughty." Like you can say that in real time when a movie's happening. And now our kids say that. Like if a, I was gonna say, yeah, our kids are the ones who are like, "Wow, that was not honoring his parents." Yes, that was disrespectful, <laughs> or like that was a naughty thing to say to his to his mommy and his daddy. And I think that's what's so cool about watching movies with your children is that you get to be active uh, participants in it. And, and that's something that I think your uncle, you know, Wade is big on and it's something that is formed our thinking in, in movies. And I, actually not just that, also the, the, um, the podcast that I've mentioned a couple times on here uh, with N.D. Wilson stories, our soul food is being an active participant, participant, <laughs> being an active participant in whatever book you're reading or whatever movie you're watching with the story. And you're saying, is that true? Is like, is that the right thing? You're asking these, you're challenging it. You're, you're working with it instead of just being like, I think you use the analogy of the baby bird with the mouth open. I'm just kind of like, all right, give it to me. Like this is, mm-hmm. and I'll take it for however you want it to be taken. And being able to be an active participant, participant with <laughs> your kids and, you know, first as yourself and then doing it with your kids, I think is a really good skill to start acquiring with with movies um and you see it with our kids already just it's so crazy because like you've been reading the narnias and there's obviously all the symbolism there and and the allegories and now leon in any book that we're talking about or or reading or if it's a movie he'll say oh so that guy is doing something kind of like what jesus did because he's sacrificing himself he's 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 starting to look for these yeah, he um, looks for the allegory. Yeah, for he the allegory now. He makes one up if it's not there. Exactly. Yeah, and so oftentimes he's wrong or, you know, we have to correct him. But he gets that, like, people are trying to communicate something beyond whatever the scene in the movie is. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. And so I like that. I like that his brain's already there. Yeah. Okay, why don't you say another one? Me? I think that was all I had. That was all you had? Okay, good, because I only have one more. Great. Perfect. Okay, so another one that I love is, and I loved growing up, was My Fair Lady. Mm. So, (laughs) okay, I'm not recommending this one, but I really enjoyed it growing up. What's funny is watching it back as an adult. I'm like, again, this is like a kind of messed up movie. One, the guy says D-A-M-N, like. Yeah, throughout the movie. A thousand times in that movie. Sure. So. It won't be one that we're showing our children right now because they literally repeat everything. But this is a movie I loved growing up, so that's why I included it. That makes sense. I guess. So I guess it wouldn't be one that I'd show to them early, but... You know what's funny is that that one... There's something about the um, Audrey Hepburn, right? That's her name. Audrey Hepburn movies that somehow went under the radar in our home too because that one we watched Breakfast at Tiffany's still like thematically... I haven't even seen Breakfast at Tiffany's because I just read the plot line and i'm like this is so inappropriate yeah and then there's the sabrina well i don't think we ever watched sabrina but it was the rome um oh yeah the rome one yeah i forget what that one's called that one i think was more wholesome yeah i think so but 
That is kind of funny that looking back, those all made it into our house. We watched those, but then thematically you go back and you're like, wow, that's kind of a heavy situation or not the most wholesome situation. The the relationships are kind of weird. She's in bad situations a lot of times. Like sometimes she's like passed out drunk. Often she's drunk um, in the movies or yeah, like her dad is a total loser in My Fair Lady. He's the drunk who just mistreats her. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. 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 What is his, what is his song in that? The song is, um, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on it, but basically it's like, I want to take the laziest road, the best yeah. road. And then the other song. Just and, you wait, Henry Higgins, just you wait. That one's a good one. You'll be sorry, but your tears will be too late. That one. That's a good it's one. But then she also, Henry Higgins is great in, in Audrey Hepburn's relationship. But then her, she has this fling with, what is it, Frank or Fred? Oh, that's right. And her song, like, don't show, don't tell me now, show me. That's a totally inappropriate song. Wow. <laughs> I remember singing that as a kid all the time. And then my parents are wise enough to just let it go. I think instead of making a big deal out of it because they didn't want to explain everything she was insinuating in that song at the yeah. time. So they're like, you know what? It's probably just better if she sings it. It has no clue what's happening. But then watching it back, I'm just kind of like, oh, that's a little racy. Yes. So anyways, I loved Audrey Hepburn growing up. She was gorgeous and Elisha's sister looks just like her. And so that's why she was my best friend growing up. <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, I don't know. I included it because I did love those movies, and I probably will watch them with the kids when they're a little bit older. Sure. Yeah, folks, I tell you what, you got the most modified version of this episode possible because yesterday when we did this episode, we were both staring at each other with each movie we'd bring up, like looking cross-eyed at our spouse thinking they were crazy. And so we got done. We're like, you know what? We need to re- we need to get on the same page on what movies we are publicly talking about or endorsing or whatever, and and then do it go from there. Well, okay, because basically, like I said, there were these movies, and then Elisha and I were scratching. Well, no, I had that first violent movie come to mind where I was like, this changed my life. And so I headed out of the gate with yesterday, leading with that movie. That blew my mind. Yeah, and Elisha's just sitting over there. He knows it's my favorite movie, but you didn't, you just like didn't want me talking about it, I guess. He's like, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think half the scenes in that movie, he, when we watch movies together, he turns the computer screen whenever things are going to be violent in a movie. And then whenever we feel like a scene is heading the promiscuous route, I get the screen and I just skip the chunk. Yeah. <laughs> So we kind of have this dual watching thing of movies that I would never go see in a theater, but it's we've kind of made it work for us, yes. which you could clear play scenes and stuff like that or vid angel. And we need to get better at doing that. But anyways, so this movie, he was like, Katie, you didn't even see these parts in it and you're recommending this movie. It's like not OK to recommend. And so uh, anyways, we were just like we talked about it for a whole hour so you you folks will have to guess on which movies have actually changed our lives and have been the most impactful and then you said one and we really only came up with two outside of 
yeah, these I think, old movies. Yeah, I think so I got the courage to say my movie that I wouldn't recommend after you recommended your movie that we wouldn't recommend. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was like, okay, well, that's it. <laughs> it's like these two movies we can't recommend. And then the bundle of old movies from our childhood. And there's a lot more than this, I feel like. But these are like Cheaper by the Dozen. Oh, I have to say Cheaper by the Dozen. Okay, Not the new one. That one's trash. I watched that when I was in my 20s. And yeah, it's comedy. But comedy is, I don't like humor comedy. The dad's... Humor comedy? <laughs> I don't no. like comedy humor. Like, I'm not a comedy watcher. So if you are, you probably love it. But I think the dad's a total loser. Nothing to be admired there, in my opinion. And then the kids are disrespectful to the dad. Yeah. There's all this teen humor, which is basically just enforcing the idea that teens are skanky and lame. Yeah. And, you know, not things we want to promote. Right. I think you found that one funny. No, not, I don't think so. Whoa, <laughs> easy now. Sorry, I'm not trying. <laughs> I think my husband likes this type of stuff. No. Uh, Steve Martin. You think Steve Martin's funny? At times. Yeah. I mean, but even I've changed, on, I've changed on that because as I've like rewatched some of his old stuff with him, like this, I don't. I don't know if I feel the same way about this. some of his stuff with Martin Short. He feels like, worse about it when I'm glaring at him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this isn't as fun as it used to yeah, be. Yeah, it's like I think it's it's different than what I remembered. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's not uh, great. No, but that that's not a movie you'd like stand by. But the old Cheaper by the Dozen, it's really slow. But that's a fantastic movie. It sticks a lot closer to the books. And the oldest two girls, they're kind of defiant when they're growing up when it comes to clothes or hair. They, But it's all old-fashioned, so you feel better about it. Yeah. And I also felt like that was my sister Kyla and I growing up, where we really honored our dad. We respected him. If anyone tried to take jabs at him, we totally defend him to the death. Yes. But then we would argue about clothes and what swimsuits we had to wear and all yes. that stuff. And again, it's it's an eccentric father and that he does things that are totally outside the norm and you respect him for it and you also think he's a little crazy for it. Mm. And again, that was um, my father growing up. And so I just, I really do love the old version. It is great. And it, it he does so many things that I think are inspirational as a father, just when he goes to the dance with his daughter. Yeah. That was awesome. And he, and he wasn't lame. He like became, he made... She was so proud of him. She's like, yeah, like you're her, the man. Her friends that he was, her friends that she thought he would have a problem with, he was the man in that situation. Exactly. And I can totally relate to that. Where you put your father in this box of like, he's chaperoning me to this dance. He's not letting me do anything fun. And then he ends up being the fun, cool guy that all your friends like and you're totally proud of him. Yeah. That was so my father. Yeah. So you feel like. Yeah, as a teen, you're like, oh, you're a stick in the mud. And then you see him in another context, and you're like, you are super cool. Yeah, that's so, fun. Anyways. All right, folks, that's it. Thanks for waking us up this morning. Yeah. I feel so much better now. I think we should record a podcast now. Now? Yes. <laughs> the first 17 minutes, I was trying to keep my eyes open. If you guys enjoyed this video, give us a thumbs up. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. And we'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye.